from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Welcome in, everyone. John Leonetti in the morning here on Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM and 94.5 FM. We are streaming online at com and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thank you so much for joining me today, friends. It is Tuesday, July 28th. We've got a great show in store for you today. Looking forward to talking to Adam Story. Now, it's been a couple weeks since I've talked to Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines, as they have been on furlough, uh, which means they've gotten some rest in. And uh, I, I said to Adam the other day, I said, you know, this might be the perfect time to talk about rest and holy leisure and why that is so important, especially in such a fast-paced society that we live in today, a difficult uh, society today. So I know some people may struggle with this <laughs> and, and wondering what rest is altogether, but I think it's important that we uh, we take a look at it, and I'm looking forward to uh, to talking to Adam's story all about it today. Uh, coming up today, also on the show, we're going to be talking to Father Edward Looney at 715, ordained a priest for the Diocese of Green Bay. Uh, we're going to talk about how to honor Mary during the summer. Yes, during this time, uh, honoring Our Lady, Father Edward Looney. He's a great blogger, and I really appreciate his stuff. So we'll uh, talk to Father Edward coming up at about 715, 745. One of my favorites of all time, Rachel Bullman, back on the show, wife, mother of four, speaker and blogger. Uh, we're going to talk to her about scripture and uh, what strikes her, us about Mary Magdalene. She wrote a great piece on Mary Magdalene the other day, and I sent it immediately over to Karen. and I said, we have got to talk to her. We celebrated the feast of Mary Magdalene a couple days ago, uh, so we'll talk all uh, uh, all about Mary Magdalene today with Rachel Bullman. Looking forward to it. Uh, Jimmy Olson in for Mark Amadeo. We'll have your we'll have your news at weather and sports, and we'll have your uh, well, let's see, Str- Gene Wells. Going to preview straight talk today, saying of the day, second half hour. That'll do it. That'll round us out in a jam-packed hour this morning. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Well, first we'll do our morning offering. <laughs> <laughs> let's take two on that, okay? All right, all right. <laughs> God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit. Be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Now, let's go to News and Sports with Jimmy Olsen. News and Sports with Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> I like it. Sounds good It's going to be one of those days, right? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with one of those days. <laughs> well, it should be a too bad one, according to TV 13 Weather Desk uh, meteorologist Megan Selwa. Currently, we're sitting at 66 at the Iowa Catholic Radio Mercy One Studio, but going to be a sunny one today and a high of 88. Tonight, partly cloudy, 66. Looks like, though, we could see a chance of showers and thunderstorms late in the day tomorrow. Otherwise, it'll be mostly sunny, 86. As we look ahead to Thursday, another chance of showers and thunderstorms, partly sunny, a high around 83, and then Friday, mostly sunny, and a high of 82. Yesterday, the city of Des Moines announced that they will keep the administrative buildings closed to the public until October 1st due to a surge in the Polk County coronavirus cases. Also, 
uh, Ankeny Mayor Gary uh, Lorenz, he signed a proclamation yesterday encouraging residents to wear masks or face coverings in the public. Now, the proclamation is intended to slow the spread of COVID-19 and to uh, keep be able to keep the Ankeny businesses open during the pandemic. Now, the proclamation does not require that masks be worn in public, but strongly encouraged. Now, on the flip side of that coin, Urbandale is voting today about if masks should be worn a requirement for masks worn daily in public. Now, I know I'm not going to be up late enough tonight. John, you might be. Yeah, I'm a late guy. But you know, because you, you've heard about, we've got that uh, meteor storm, the meteor storm that's happening right now. Oh, I did not hear about it. Yeah, that. it's going through like mid-August. But tonight is the night that maybe you can catch a glimpse of the two meteor showers that are currently happening. Now, of course, they're saying the best time to see them maybe, it's going to be like 2.30 in the morning. I will not be up that late. <laughs> but uh, yeah, tonight is the peak night for the viewing of the Southern Delta uh, Aquarids and the Alpha uh, Capricornids. So, watch your language. Late. This is a Catholic show. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> hey, I'm just impressed. I got them out. I'm just saying that's that's pretty good, actually. Better, better than I would do. So maybe you know, if you're uh, getting up early uh, tomorrow morning to head into work, you might even get an opportunity to uh, see those. So that's kind of neat. All right. The uh, sports report brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print White Sox and Indians. Their game was postponed last night, so the only other Midwest team that did play were the Brewers. They beat the Pirates six to five. The state to basketball tournament. Wait a second. They weren't the only Midwest team that played. Who else played? The Cubs. They weren't on my schedule this morning. Who won? 8-7. Well, Cubs. there you go. It wasn't, it wasn't on my score sheet it that I a, looked this morning. It was uh, ridiculous. I'll tell you what. We were up 8-1. to one and, Right. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it, but yeah. It was <laughs> Wait a, a minute. Rain. I thought you just said they won. Well, they did. It was well, then rain, why don't you want to talk about it? It was a rain delay. Uh, about 5.40 was when they were supposed to start. They didn't. Uh, first pitch was about 7 o'clock. And uh, yeah, it, it, the bullpen. The bullpen, was some, it? Had some trouble. Yeah. Hmm. Had some trouble. Was it, was it flooding? That's normally the name of the game. <laughs> With the Cubs right now, but we'll see. Anyway, they won. Yes, okay. All right. Well, see, you can only I can only give the information that is given to me, and That's I right. was not given that information. That's right. So there you go. Important. That's right. Uh, state basketball tournament, uh, the softball tournament uh, underway in Fort Dodge this week, along with the baseball tournament, which is happening at Principal Park. Which uh, just a reminder, it'll be a little extra traffic downtown this week with those with that tournament uh, going on. From the TV thirteen weather desk, and meteorologist Megan Sawa, going to be a sunny one today, a high of eighty eight. Currently at the Iowa Catholic Radio Mercy One Studio, it is sixty six. This has been your Iowa. Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports. For Mark Ramadeo, I'm Jimmy Olson. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Looking good for that drive this morning. No problems to pass along. No delays. No accidents. 235 is business as usual. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently. Online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to Adam Story now, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, John. Aren't you all rested up? Uh, yeah, I am. I feel uh, refreshed. I'm, I'm 
glad to be back at it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a good two weeks for me. Well, the Diocese of Des Moines, as you know, friends, was on furlough. And uh, so, uh, you know, it can be... Um it can be <laughs> positive and negative, but uh, the positives of, of that are the fact that you guys were able to uh, get some good rest in as well and come back refreshed, and that's what we're talking about today, rest. And a lot of times we may not think of rest as something holy, or as I've heard it said before, holy leisure, but nonetheless, it is important, especially for all you workaholics out there. No, I, I think that that's it. absolutely right, and you know, you mentioned our furlough and uh, you know, I know different people have different circumstances. Sometimes those can be really difficult, but I can say for me, uh, it was really refreshing and it was, it was a time to kind of, uh, hit a little bit of a reset button. And I think that's one of the things that rest helps us do because one of the fundamental aspects of living a life of discipleship is being present to the present moment is focusing on What's the work or what's the task or what's the thing that you have right before you? And I think for all of us, uh, you know, at times kind of I almost think of a ship and barnacles attaching to it, that we get distractions or wounds or, or, or uh, you know, whatever it is that attaches itself to the side of the ship. So then it feels like at work, you know, we're just thinking about uh, the next vacation or we're thinking about getting out of work. But then at home, all we do is we think about work, mm. and what's really important is to have those opportunities to kind of step out of one context and step into another, and it helps you reset. It helps you recharge. It helps you kind of wipe away uh, uh, all that baggage that, that can begin to attach itself to you, and, uh, and for me, that's one of, I think, the really important elements of rest is helping us connect to and helping us re-enter the present moment. How do you rest, though? I mean, for, for me, like, it, you know, you see all these people with their the pictures of their feet, you know, by the water, and I, I can't I can't rest. I have such a hard time getting away or a hard time just kind of creating that environment where, you know, it's holy leisure because I'm thinking, well, I got to do this or I got to do that. Is there a, a tip maybe you would give to people out there that are love to work that, that, that could yeah. rest a little bit better? Well, you know, and I do think, I do think for all of us, uh, you know, they're, they're, for all of us, we'll do it in different ways. Yeah. And so part of it is knowing your own temperament uh, and being attentive to that, but sometimes being attentive to it uh, in order to challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody says, well, I just love to work, I always want to work, uh, well, we ought to challenge ourselves on that. You know, virtue is found in the middle, so maybe it doesn't mean you have to give up all activities, but you do have to learn how to slow down. But um, it's going to be different for everybody, but I think one of the big things um, – uh, that I think it's important to keep in mind is the difference between leisure and distraction. Uh, leisure kind of recharges our batteries. Leisure uh, helps us enter into the present moment. Uh, distractions helps us exit the present moment. Mm-hmm. You know, distraction helps us shut ourselves off in a way that's not healthy and a way that's not fruitful and in a way that doesn't recharge the batteries. And that's not to say we can't ever enter into distractions, but we need to know them for what they are uh, and enter into those in, in moderation for how'd sure. How do you do it? How did I do it yeah. over the time away? Right. Well, um, 
We had a couple. So the first week, I did a lot of house projects. So it wasn't as restful, but it was really uh, fruitful, and it was a lot of fun uh, doing a lot of house projects because that's not usually what I do. And the second week, we're at Kara's parents' house and my wife's parents' house, and that helps you unplug because they live outside of a town of 400 people. Is that uh, why you were texting me so much? (laughs) Uh, Joking. Joking. No. No, that was that was a great blessing. So I yeah. brought a couple good books that I wanted to read and uh just kind of relaxed and played with the kids and uh yeah, that was it was a really uh, blessed time for me. Thanks be to God. Thanks some good time away. I think we all are in need of that once in a while. Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines on rest, coming off of a couple of week rest here for the diocese. They're back at it. Go get it. Talk to you soon, hey. brother. Thanks a lot, John. All right. That's Adam's story, everyone. Good stuff. Yes. And uh, the Diocese of Des Moines back up and running again after that two-week furlough. And uh, so keep them in your prayers, and we'll uh, continue with our segments here on Iowa Catholic Radio with them. Coming up right after this, Father Edward Looney is going to be on. Uh, He's a priest of the Diocese of Green Bay, going to be talking about how to honor Our Lady during the summer. We're right in the middle of it. Uh, and it's a good week this week uh, for, for heat, so it may not feel it as much. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk about uh, how to honor Our Lady when we come back. Rachel Bullman at 745. I don't want you to miss this, friends. We're going to talk about Mary Magdalene. A couple uh, days ago, we talked about Mary Magdalene, and she gives us, Rachel says, the blueprint for effective evangelization. Rachel Bullman in the second half hour, one of my favorite guests of all time. We've got a great show today, Tuesday July 28th, John Lindetti in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for being a part of the show today. And thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design for underwriting the show, a Catholic family with a wide range of high-quality hardscape services, including paver patios, sidewalks, retaining walls, premium boulder walls, window wells, and more. Passionate about their work and the service that they provide, honesty and integrity, you can count on 493-1060, fivesonsnaturescapes.com. That's fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Thank you, Caldwell Parish, for underwriting Iowa Catholic Radio. Conform to the wishes of the deceased and to Catholic liturgical burial traditions. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. CaldwellParish.com Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. According to a 2019 Global Food Security Report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help all of them. Most of us can help one. One child. Your gift of $1 a day through Blessman International provides a child in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. To get started, go to BlessmanInternational.org and click Sponsor a Child. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. 
Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo and for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Father Ricardo is featured daily at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake, confluencebrewing.com. Amazon Smile is a simple way to support Iowa Catholic Radio. When you are shopping on Amazon, consider shopping through Amazon Smile instead. When you do, you get all the same great deals, and your order will also help support Iowa Catholic Radio. All you need to do is choose Iowa Catholic Radio as your nonprofit to support when you first log in, and Amazon will do the rest. Every Amazon Smile order you make, Amazon will donate to Iowa Catholic Radio. Support Iowa Catholic Radio while you shop at smile.amazon.com. And thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for joining me, friends. Thank you to Blessman International as well for underwriting the show. Thank you for supporting us here at Iowa Catholic Radio, operating and managing vegetable farming, chicken farming, fish farming initiatives, providing sustainable sources of food for their friends in Limpopo, South Africa. Beginning in 2001, continuing today, BlessmanInternational.org. Again, thank you for underwriting the show. Let's go to our first guest, next guest of the day, ordained a priest of the Diocese of Green Bay, best-selling author, theologian, writer, speaker, Father Edward Looney. What do you not do, Father? Uh, well, I don't water ski. That's one thing I don't do. <laughs> well, it's good to have you on, Father. Uh, let's talk about Our Lady, how to honor Mary during the summer. Well, oftentimes, we may not think about this. It's like, you know, well, we've honored Mary in May, and so that, that'll do it for the year. But you say, no, we need to honor her now, especially. Yeah, I think an ongoing Marian devotion is something that's very healthy for people in their lives, yeah. that uh, every day we should call upon her intercession, even if it's with a simple Hail Mary. But of course, Our Lady said in Fatima, pray the rosary every day for peace in the world. And right now, during this pandemic, it would seem that, well, not only is could there be threats of, you know, war or whatever? But I think that we're struggling with a lot of lack of peace in our hearts or peace in our lives, or our families, among our friends and relationships. And, and so really, I think the rosary can be a key to that. And perhaps during the summer months, one of the ways that we can enjoy the nature, just the other night, Sunday night, I was walking and it had just rained about an hour beforehand. And as, and as I was walking down the country roads that I live on, uh, there was a double rainbow in the sky. And so here I am praying my rosary, able to look at the beauty of what God had just done uh, through the rainbow that was in the sky and just to admire that beauty. So I think that one of the ways during the summer that we can integrate a Marian devotion into our life is perhaps through the rosary and maybe as a rosary walk. You've been a champion of uh, different Marian apparitions, uh, Father. Do you get the pun? Champion, Wisconsin. Yeah, so yeah. actually I live about <laughs> uh, 15 minutes from Champaign, Wisconsin, so I visit uh, the apparition site there all the time. And, uh, yeah, I, that, that's another thing that someone could do. Right now, Champion, for example, is open during the pandemic. People have been going there and praying there and visiting there, but maybe there's a little Marian shrine somewhere off uh, where you live. Uh, or I know in Iowa, the Grotto of the Redemption is there, so... That could be a place that people could go and pray and 
and just to uh, honor the Blessed Mother uh, through a pilgrimage. I was able to visit uh, that shrine there in Champion, Wisconsin, about a year ago. And, uh, of course, this is the only approved Marian apparition in the United States. And there, I'll tell you, it was something special, Father. When I went there, there was a peace that came over me. I know it's kind of crazy, but from the moment... I, I pulled into that parking lot, uh, went to confession there, and just prayed for a while. It was just beautiful. There's something special, and I, I know what it is. It's Our Lady's presence, I, I think, still that looms there. Yes, for sure. And that's how every pilgrim really describes the experience of champion. That there's something very special there. It's, yeah. it's a spot hallowed by the Blessed Mother's appearance, preserved from a fire in 1871, and now hundreds upon hundreds, thousands upon thousands of people visit there. And so even just the fact of those people going there and praying there, it leaves its mark uh, on the place, for sure. How can an everyday Catholic like myself, how can I deepen my devotion to Our Lady? You know, there's so many great books out there about the Blessed Mother that I would definitely encourage someone maybe to pick up a book about the Blessed Mother. I, I do a podcast called How They Love Mary, and I interview different guests and whatnot once a week. And, and one of the things I always ask is, do you have a Marian book recommendation? And oftentimes the guests will remark about St. Louis de Montfort and true devotion to Mary. Now, that's a bit dense. I don't know if I'd start there, but I would just say that there's, there's a plethora of books about the Blessed Mother out there. And if you want to learn how to love Mary, well, learn about her, learn about your mother, and then see what it is that you admire the most about Mary as you come to study her, as you, as you read a book about her by one of the great saints of our tradition, maybe by some of the contemporary authors. Our Lady of Snow's Novena is right around the corner. Is there a specific novena that you would uh, recommend? Yeah, so actually today, uh, and for, for this podcast I host, I actually... Um, interviewed the, the rector of the National Shrine of Our Lady of Snows in Belleville, Illinois, for the Feast of Our Lady, so it'll go out next week. But um, he, he remarked to me that today, this day, uh, Tuesday, would begin the nine days of prayer for their national novena to Our Lady of the Snows. And it was a, it's a very simple for them. It's just the memorari. But there are so many different Marian feast days. We have the Assumption, which is a holy day. It's not a holy day of obligation because it's on a Saturday this year, not a holy day of obligation because our obligation to attend Mass is dispensed, but um, we have the Feast of the Assumption, so there could be a novena for there. There's the octave from the Assumption to the, to the uh, coronation, the Queenship of Mary on August 22nd. So I think that there are special ways that we can observe uh, the different Marian liturgical feast days, even leading up to our birthday, September 8th, that the church celebrates. What do you say to someone that says, you know, I've, I've got uh, my, my relationship with, with Jesus is just fine. I don't need Mary in it. Yeah, St. Paul encourages us to be imitators of Christ, and Jesus was born into a family. He was born of the Virgin Mary, uh, taken into the home by Joseph, and Jesus had a great devotion to his mother. You can only imagine how much we love our mothers. How much does Jesus love his own mother? I would say that if we want to imitate Christ, well, then that's how we do it. Uh, we do it by honoring his mother, and he gave Mary to the care of another person, to John the Beloved at the foot of the cross, and by doing so, uh, we believe that John represents all of us, and so it's incumbent upon all of us to take Mary into our home and to behold her as our mother.
That was a great answer, uh, Father. Uh, we're talking to Father Edward Looney right now, best-selling author, speaker, writer, theologian. He's he's doing it all right now. Um, you you also say get a little exercise in. You can do so by praying the rosary as well. Maybe a rosary walk. Yeah, a rosary walk. Uh, you know, another thing that I really enjoy, and it's something that I've been doing. I've been doing a lot of biking this summer, uh, going for you know ten, fifteen mile bike rides. Sure. And I love just looking at people's yards. Hmm. And so often I'll find a statue of the Blessed Mother out in the middle of nowhere. But here it is. This person who lives in this house has a devotion to Mary, and they put that statue there, maybe because they want Mary to pray for their property that it doesn't get hit by a storm or whatever. But uh, there's some sort of devotion there. And I think that it would be fun just to drive around, to ride your bike, walk around your neighborhood, pay attention is there a religious statuary in your neighborhood? Where are the people that have the statues of the Blessed Mother in your in their yard? We've got one in uh, in our front yard as well. Just kind of an opportunity for us to, as you said, give our lives and our family over to Our Lady and ask her for her special intercession. Um, Father Edward Looney, one book that you would recommend starting with on Our Lady, besides yours? Uh, yeah, beside my. You know, I wrote A Heart Like Mary's as a kind of like a biblical introduction to Mary, just to pray with Mary and to take on a heart like hers. Um, a book from about the Blessed Mother. Wow, there's so many of that. It's really hard for me to say. But, you know, Dr. Edward Sri is a brilliant theologian, brilliant writer, and he has, he has a few books on Mary, Walking with Mary Through the Scriptures. He has Praying the Rosary Like Never Before. And he has another one that came out within the last two or three years, I highly recommend anything by Dr. Sri, and uh, he's very accessible to people, so so I'd probably start with him. Yeah, I think he is as well. Where can people find more of your work, Father? Sure. My website's edwardlooney.com, and they can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at fredwardlooney. Father Edward Looney, talk to you soon, Father. Thank you so much for coming on. It was a joy. Yes. God bless you and your listeners. All right, you as well. All right, coming up, friends, in the second half hour, Rachel Bullman is going to be on, wife, mother uh, of four, speaker and blogger, one of my favorites. She's going to be talking about Mary Magdalene and how Mary Magdalene is a living example, a living blueprint for effective evangelization today. Rachel Bullman, right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Lee, Eddie in the Morning, right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for being a part of the show today, friends. Yes, having that Marian feast, I think, very important, excuse me, Marian devotion. Very important in the summer right now. Thank you to Dean Bell for underwriting the show. A man of integrity and faith. Met him on the basketball court a couple of years ago and remained friends ever since. One day he said he wanted to support us here at Iowa Catholic Radio. Over time he became a supporter and a listener. Residential re-roofs like commercial jobs. 30 years, 963-4494. Residential re-roofs like commercial jobs. 963-4494. 9-4, Father Andrew now with today's Gospel and Reflection. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus dismissed the crowds and went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He said in reply, He who sows good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Just as weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. 
Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The Gospel of the Lord. Evil is a stark reality that may challenge us to question our faith in God, who is all-powerful and all-loving. He's patient with us as sinners, not punishing us until our time comes in case we might choose to repent. In the end, God doesn't actively perpetrate evil, though he's mercifully patient and may allow it to bring about a greater good, specifically our salvation. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePHD.com. Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Thank you to Bozen the Florist for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio, Dowling Catholic Football, and Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. What better way to send a message to a friend or a loved one than a beautiful bouquet of fresh-cut flowers? Hey, this is Tom Bozen from Bozen the Florist. Our family business has been helping Central Iowans send messages locally and around the world for almost 100 years. Whatever the occasion, whatever the message, we can help you say more with Bozen. That's 244-ROSE, 244-7673, or visit us at bozen.com. This is going to be a glorious Just you Thanks for coming on, friends. John Lee Nighty, the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show today, July 28th. Here we go. Rachel Bullman coming up, talking about Mary Magdalene as a blueprint for effective evangelization. She put this piece out oh, a few days ago, and uh, immediately once I read it, as I said, she's one of my favorites. I sent it over to Kara. I said, we got to get her on for this one, too. What does she not write that I don't want to uh, feature her on? But uh, Rachel Bullman will be coming up here very soon. All right. Gene Wells also going to preview Straight Talk. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo. Excuse me. Jimmy Olsen now in for Mark Amadeo. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Sometimes it's just like clockwork, man. It just falls out of your mouth, huh? Let's just not go anywhere. We'll just have some dead silence for a while. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Let's go to Mark Amadeo, News and Sports. Crickets. <laughs> oh, from the TV 13 weather desk, meteorologist Megan Selwa. We are currently sitting at 66 at the Iowa Catholic Radio Mercy One Studio. Going to be a sunny one today, a high of 88, so not a bad day at all. Partly cloudy, 66 tonight. Then tomorrow, chance of showers or thunderstorms going to happen late in the day. Mostly sunny, 87. And it looks like we'll even have another chance of showers or thunderstorms on Thursday. Partly sunny, 83. And then Friday, mostly sunny, 82. Yesterday, the city of Des Moines announced that they will keep administrative buildings closed to the public until at least October 1st due to the surge in Polk County coronavirus cases. And Ankeny Mayor Gary Lorenz signed a proclamation yesterday encouraging residents to wear face masks or face coverings in public. Now, the proclamation is intended to slow the spread of COVID-19 and keep 
and be able to keep the Ankeny businesses open during the pandemic. Now, the proclamation does not require that masks be worn in public, but is encouraged. Now, Urbandale, they are voting today on if masks should be worn, a requirement for masks being worn in public. Also, if you're going to be up late tonight or maybe up early tomorrow morning, you're going to have an opportunity to catch a glimpse of two of the meteor showers that are currently happening. It is the peak night for viewing for the South Delta Aqua Rids and the Alpha Capricornids. So maybe you'll get a chance to see those. Nice. You did it again. (laughs) I did. Two for two on that. (laughs) Today's sports report brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print Brewers over the Pirates last night, six to five. The Cubs. There we go. Beat the Reds eight to seven. Royals also played last night. The Royals and Tigers uh, 14-6. From the uh, TV 13 weather desk and meteorologist Megan Salwa, going to be a sunny one today, a high of 88. We are sitting at 66 at the Iowa Catholic Radio Mercy One Studio. This has mm. been your Iowa Catholic Radio news, weather, and sports. For Mark Amadeo, I'm Jimmy Olson. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities, is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Still accident-free and no delays to pass along. Just a reminder that the state baseball tournament happening at Principal Park this week, so there will be extra traffic in downtown, so be on the lookout for that. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team, strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your saint of the day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, today's saint reminds us that cooperating with God's plan is much more fruitful than pursuing our own, even if our own plan is seemingly holy. St. Leopold Mandich today was born in Croatia and joined the Capuchin Franciscans. He was ordained despite several health problems, severe arthritis, poor eyesight, and a stomach ailment. He could not speak loudly enough to preach. As a result, Leopold spent many hours ministering in the confessional, often 13 to 15 hours at a time. Bishops were said to have sought out Leopold's spiritual wisdom as well. He also studied the church fathers and longed to do missionary work among Orthodox Christians in the East. This desire was never fulfilled because of Leopold's health, but he kept the unification of the Orthodox churches in his prayers. Leopold often uh, used to repeat to himself, quote, Remember that you have been sent for the salvation of people, not because of your own merits, since it is the Lord Jesus and not you who died for the salvation of souls. Leopold died in 1942 and was canonized in 1982. We ask today, St. Leopold Mandich, to pray for us. Amen. I want to say that line again, friends, because I think that's a perfect reminder for every single one of us, as he would repeat to himself. St. Leopold would say, Remember that you have been sent for the salvation of people, not because of your own merits, since it is the Lord Jesus and not you who died for the salvation of souls. Sometimes we think we are the ones that can save the church. We can't. No, this is Jesus himself. He's already done it. We go along with him. We win. St. Leopold, pray for us. Amen. And thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law for underwriting the saint of the day. Uh, knows 
how important wills and estate planning is. I hope you do too. 224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Let's go to Gene Wells, host of Straight Talk. Hi, Gene. Good morning, John. How are you? How are you doing? Just fine this morning. What do we got coming up on your show? Well, April Young is joining me today, and April is the Director of Mission Integration, but easily, more easily called the Chaplain at Bishop Drum Retirement Center. And we're going to talk today about how do we care for the most vulnerable during this time of coronavirus when they are in isolation, hmm. when you can't visit your loved ones. And so we're going to talk about the issues that they have, and it's not just their physical care, but it's their emotional care that we really want to get into, their emotional and spiritual care You know, when, yeah. we, when they're isolated. This is um, something that's really weighed on my family uh, for the sense that, um, I, I mean, before this, we would go once a month to Bishop Drum, and that was kind of a, a family ministry for us, if you will. And we would just go, be present for Mass, and uh, many of the elderly would just love seeing Joseph and Gianna and mm-hmm. Anthony, you know, run mm-hmm. around, and just a smile that they brought to the face, mm-hmm. to, to their face. And then we would uh, wheel them back, oftentimes in a wheelchair, to their room and, and spend just a, a minute or two talking with them. And we haven't been able to do that. And I, I thought, you know, mm-hmm. that's just one example. For us, it's been hard. But you think of them as well. The Again, the emotional toll that this has to play on many of our elderly. Well, and it's not that they they get to have social time within Bishop Drum, and they just can't have outside visitors. Initially, they were all isolated to their rooms. Yeah. So they couldn't even interact with each other. And of course, the because, goal is to keep them safe. Uh, ultimately, absolutely. there's no question. But at the same time, so, there there is yeah. a toll so that can take place. To, yeah, we're going to talk about some of the things that we can do um, to keep um, to keep those folks, whether they're loved ones or, like you said, you know, a little ministry that you can go. Things that we can do to help to lift their spirits during this time, to help keep them engaged in things beyond just. You know, what they're watching on TV, um, as you know, when, when my mom was in the nursing home, I mean, she was obsessed because all she would see were these reports day in and day out of, yeah. of, of the illness, and then she'd see the rioting, and I mean, she sunk into a deep, deep depression, yeah. So, and that's where a lot of our elderly are, so it's going to be a good show today to talk about the things that we can do even in isolation, to help the most vulnerable. I think so. Gene Wells, host of Straight Talk. That's coming up at 10 o'clock this morning, friends, 10 o'clock in the evening. If you miss it, it's all podcasted at iowacatholicradio.com. You can check it out there. Gene Wells, talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you, Gene. Uh, I read a great piece the other day, friends, uh, from a man by the name of uh, Jack and his family. They live in uh, Kampala, the capital of Uganda. And uh, Jack, on Opus Day, gives some tips on how they have been coping with their family during the lockdown. In fact, he gives five. And I want to point you to it. You go to opusday.org, and uh, this is one of the featured articles there because... 
this is not just something, of course, that's affecting us here in the States, as we well know. This is something that is affecting the entire world. And uh, Jack, living in Uganda there, talks about some of the things that he has learned and some of the ways that he has really grown in his own family uh, during this time and maybe some things that we can reflect on or maybe even uh, do as well. Number one, he says, family get-togethers after meals. He says, family get-togethers extend family interaction after meals. It's a time for sharing family stories and general conversation. It's a custom that uh, he says has always been tough to adopt in our own family, but it's having a uh, renaissance during this lockdown. Many creative people have come up with quizzes and fun games, which are going around the internet right now, that his family has been doing, but just making time after meals to be able to spend some time together to sit around and uh, talk has been something very good. Sometimes, you know, we get caught up, of course, I know I do, in the dishes and making sure everything's clean and then uh, go get ready for bed and you know, you got all this stuff going on, but just having that holy leisure, as we said before, for a few minutes after meals can be something that uh, we can do. One-on-one time is one thing he says that he's grown with. Uh, Maybe you have as well, getting to know someone in your family that maybe otherwise you wouldn't get to know over the phone. Uh, Maybe it's someone in your own household, but having that special one-on-one time, being able to uh, navigate that discussion uh, via, of course, as we said before, uh, maybe a smartphone or something has been something that you've been able to do. Uh, Maybe someone's uh, a great aunt or an uncle that you've been able to keep in contact with maybe a little bit more than usual that's been a blessing. He talks about home libraries as well. One of the things that he's been able to do is really get that thing shored up. I I have to admit, I've done the same thing. Um, I had a bunch of books, a bunch of books that were in boxes, and I was able to sort through those and the ones that I've wanted to read and the ones that I didn't and uh, brought some of those upstairs and still have those today. So kind of, he says, one of the things that you can do uh, or that's been a blessing for him is getting that home library uh, shored up and then looking for ways to find service, especially around the areas. Gene was just talking about there are creative ways that we can do still in our communities right now to be able to serve one another. Of course, he wants us to keep that hope alive as well through it all. So just a great piece, I thought, a very hopeful piece on ways that he's learned in his own family, some things that he's learned in his own family during this time and some things that he's trying to get more intentional about uh, in his family as well. Good stuff there. All right, coming up right after this, Rachel Bowman, uh, she put together a piece that I immediately fired over to Kara and said we've got to get her on Mary Magdalene, a living blueprint for effective evangelization. You know, Mary Magdalene has been on the Roman calendar for just a few years, you may be surprised to know. Pope Francis added her June 3rd, 2016. We're going to talk to uh, Rachel all about that. But yes, uh, she is a model of evangelization. Rachel Bullman on how and why that is right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Lee Nighting the Morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Your diocesan minute is right now. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. This is a friendly reminder to check your parish website to see Mass times. We also encourage you to see if your parish is requiring registration in advance for those Masses. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app at iowacatholicradio.com. Hi, 
Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo and for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Father Ricardo is featured daily at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake, confluencebrewing.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping, clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Sons Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Sons Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Thanks to Golden Rule. Appreciate you underwriting the show. Quality, not just the customer service, commitment to the quality and workmanship and materials next to none. Originally founded 1999, 20 years in business, goldenrulephc.com. That is goldenrulephc.com. Let's go to my next guest of the day. She is wife, mother of four, speaker, blogger, always enjoys seeking truth and finding beauty, rediscovering the goodness of all things. Rachel Bowman back on the show. Hi, Rachel. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Thanks for coming back on the show, Rachel. We were talking about Mary Magdalene. I read this piece, and like many others, I sent over to uh, Kara, and I said, we've got to get her on. Um, you talk about Mary Magdalene as the living blueprint for effective evangelization. Now, I want to give a little context here, because Mary Magdalene was not added to the Roman calendar until June 3rd, 2016. Do I have that right? Yes, that's it. That was actually the, the solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, too, and it was all during the Jubilee of Mercy, So, and that whole document from the, the divine worship and discipline of the sacraments, the congregation said that she's the apostle of the apostles, which is what she, she's been called for so long. And so it was such a beautiful decree that they sent out just to say, you know, this is an act of mercy for you guys to realize that that she deserves a higher place in our calendar. Yeah, Pope so beautiful, Francis, so that is the feast. Pope Francis elevating her on that celebration of the feast, and you got to think there's a little bit of, uh, it, it's pretty intentional, or on purpose, that it would be on the Feast of the Sacred Heart. Yes, I mean, she was definitely a woman after his heart, you know, and really kind of giving us uh, a good understanding of what it means to seek after him, what it means to serve him, and giving us an understanding of, of what it, what kind of posture we need to live a life of an evangelizer, live a life of a Christian, just someone that is always seeking after him and following him. You said really the, beautiful. the first mention of Mary Magdalene in scriptures often missed, Luke 8, 1 to 3. Yes, and so in that first one is where they identify the women from Galilee that were following behind him. It says, uh, Mary called Magdalene from whom seven demons had gone out, Joanna, the wife of Herod, steward, Chusa, Susanna, and many others. And it's just so incredible that those were only three women that were mentioned by name, Mary, Joanna, and Susanna. But the way that he identified Mary is he said from whom seven demons had gone out. Mm. 
And it just seems so strange to kind of say, well, this is the greatest affliction that this person had. I mean, thank God we're not identified by our sins. But it's incredible because it shows the greatness of mercy that she was able to receive from him. And that is what really kind of catapulted her to continue following him. He has delivered me from much. He has done much for me. And I think that that is the thing that drives all of us, really. When you sit down and you think in the moments of despair, these are the things that he has delivered me from. And I love what I had read from another author, Adrian Von Spire, where she says, seven demons, you know, it's not a mistake. And she's like, seven demons is the same number of the gifts that the Holy Spirit has to give, the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. So it's just an incredible thing. And to realize that the things that we have been delivered from are the things that we are not defined by, but they are the avenues which have become the greatest grace for us. And so often you can say, like, whatever your greatest vice is, that can also be the greatest avenue for virtue for you. Uh, you you have a, a great line here. You say this is not the only time that she was found at the, at the feet of Jesus. From the moment of her salvation, Mary Magdalene placed herself there, following behind him in his three years of ministry, listening to him while Martha was distracted by her tasks, weeping when her brother Lazarus died and bending to look into the tomb. Uh, her posture toward Christ is always the same, seeking him, loving him, finding him, and he is always near to her. He is near to you. And to me, I loved that uh, part of this uh, piece that you wrote on Mary Magdalene, because this has to be, this is number one. Uh, if we are going to go out and evangelize, we have to remain at the feet of Jesus. It's so true. And I think that that may be one of the biggest mistakes that we make when we decide that we're going to take on this life of like living some sort of public ministry, or we want to evangelize, or we want to tell people about Jesus, is that we make the mistake of saying, you know, what are my gifts? You know, what can I do here? When really the question is, Jesus, where do you want me? Hmm. You know, whatever you want is what I want. And I promise you that he wants you at his feet, that he wants you to follow him to the cross, that he wants you to weep over the things that are breaking his heart and to find ways to then bring that same grace, that, that, that moment of where you have seen God to other people. And I think that we get kind of get caught up in... In the busyness of life, we get caught up in the moments where we think the tomb might be empty, when really, in reality, if we could just allow ourselves to weep for just a moment, if we can allow ourselves to find his feet, then we are going to be able to change the world and be able to, to really evangelize in a way that, that's not fleeting and evangelize in a way that's going to be memorable because you're introducing people to Jesus and you're not introducing people to anyone else, not even yourself, but to introduce them to him. Now, there's a strange part here that um, I, I want you to kind of uh, help us unfold. Jesus says to Mary Magdalene not to cling to him, he tells her. What, what, do we, what does he mean by that? You know, I, I was really moved not too long ago. I was reading um, a piece from Paolo Prosperi. He is a professor of philosophy at the Catholic University of America. And he brought up the fact that the correct Greek translation there is actually, do not... Hold me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. And what's really interesting is that we read it and we say, do not cling to him. And actually, in a lot of the depictions of Mary, she is clinging to him. Like, you'll see her sometimes at the foot of the cross, clinging to the cross, clinging and holding on to something. And so you see this, this moment of clinging as a moment of trying to grasp onto something, trying to hold on to something. 
But even in the next time that he says to her, you know, do not cling to me, but go and tell. And so sometimes we want to hold on. You know, this is this moment of comfort for me. But he doesn't call us to comfort, right? He calls us to go out and take this thing that we have encountered and then show it to other people. And so it seems like an odd thing to say, do not cling to me. But he's saying, don't hold on to me, for I've not yet ascended to my Father. So there's something better. There's something better than even this moment here in the Resurrection Garden. There's something better for you. And that comes in you pouring yourself out. And I think for us, we have to kind of reflect on that, even for ourselves. You know, today, even the Lord, wherever you are, is calling you to say, do not cling to me here. I am here, but I'm also there. So don't, don't hold on to the thing that has brought you so much comfort right now, but maybe find where that comfort is drawing you to give it to someone else. Because I've, it's in that pouring out of self where you're really going to discover a greater glory of, of who he is. I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you know the root of the Apostle of the Apostles' name that she is given? You know, actually, it is in this... Um, I don't have it right here in front of me, but one of the first times that it's mentioned with, with Gregory the Great... He mentions it as well as in another document, um, De Vitae Vitae Mary Magdalene, which is from St. Thomas Aquinas. He mm. also mentions it, and Morris as well. So there is a great document from the Archbishop Secretary of the Congregation for Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments that if anyone wants to look up you know, where this decision came from, why we decided to elevate her to a feast day, um, it, you can look it up at Apostle of the Apostles and just look at look at it from the Vatican. They have it there on a PDF. You can print it out and really get to know who she is. And there's been some really beautiful things that have been written about her as of late. You know, that one that I mentioned with Adrian Bonspire. Um, and there's just a lot that we can get to know from her, specifically from Scripture, but also just from sitting in these moments where she's brought up in Scripture, particularly in that moment in the garden, uh, which has always been so striking to me, especially the part about her thinking that he is the gardener. You know, <laughs> it seems like such an odd thing that in May, he says it in, in John. You know, he, she thought that he was the gardener. And one of my favorite homilies from a good friend of mine, he said, you know, it's odd and ironic because he is. He is the gardener. Hmm. And so you have this beautiful uh, parallel of the Resurrection Garden, but also the Garden of Eden, and the Garden of Eden where things kind of went astray, you know? And this moment in the Garden of the Resurrection where Christ, who is the new Adam, and who is also the great gardener, comes to reorder the thing that has been disordered from that first garden, to let us know that he has come to make right all in the world that has been made astray. And that is actually given to us through this gospel message that he then gave to Mary Magdalene. You say there's five words, John 20, 18, that should be at the beginning of every salvation story for each and every one of us. I have seen the Lord. Amen. (laughs) She says it. I have seen the Lord, friends. Uh, A model for evangelization um, is uh, Rachel Bowman. And Mary Magdalene. No, both. Both, I think. And you're a great writer, Rachel. I, I, I keep telling you that, but keep it up. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. That's Rachel Bowman, everyone. You can find that article on Word on Fire at Word on Fire blog uh, there. Mary Magdalene, the living blueprint for effective evangelization. Good stuff out of Rachel Bowman today. And that puts this show in the books, friends. Boy, that went fast. Thank you for tuning in today. Deacon Tony Valdez, would you give us your blessing? Heavenly Father, protector of all who hope in you, bless your people, keep them safe, defend them, 
prepare them that free from sin and safe from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. I am John Lee friends. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Like a tree planted by the water, we never will run dry. So living water flowing through, God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our hearts and flood our souls with one desire. Just to know you and to make you known. Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.